Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's all. I caught that little demonic laugh from AJ to start this podcast off because this (laughs) this podcast I already know is going to be a doozy and I'm a little worried about it. But hello, people. This is Love, (laughs) Lust and Badass. So you got your boy CEO Hayes here and my cohort, my partner in crime, the lovely Miss Badass Jones. How are you doing, AJ? I am fabulous. Feeling good. Um, and really, really looking forward to this particular episode. Uh, I'm always it's always something. It's always I don't I don't know if people just like seeing me squirm. Um, I don't know if you're out soliciting people for like, like I, I'm so concerned. And, and so I mean, no, no, I'm just I'm just messing with you. But so I mean, just so I, we won't keep the listeners in dark. Apparently, AJ got an email in reference to something about me. I have no idea what it is. Um, she she told me a little bit about it, but not enough to really prepare for it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm nervous. Um, but we we are gonna start off. Go ahead. So I'm gonna tell you what happened. So it actually came into our love, lust, and badass soul email address, like our actual email address. And I saw, but it was addressed to me. I was like, fuck. And I moved it. I moved it to my personal, see, because I love you. I moved it immediately to my personal email address when I started to read it. I deleted it from our love, lust, and badass soul. I deleted it from the sent, and then I deleted it from the deleted. So you were being sneaky is basically what you're telling me. No, because it was addressed to me. It it starts off, hi, AJ. (laughs) So it wasn't AJ CJ because she does refer to AJ and CJ towards the end. But this was specifically said, like she outlined that this was specifically to me to discuss said, sir, CEO. Hayes. Oh my God. So, like, I'm not going to let you read it because then you're going to know what's coming. And, and this is a really good opportunity for somebody who is very, very interested in you and who is a religious love listener. I love you. Thank you so much for that. I don't actually know who the person is because they don't identify themselves. And when you click on her um, email address, it doesn't come up. There's no name. She sent it from She Secrets. But I get <laughs> what? the feeling. Right. That's, that's what her name is. But I get the feeling that when I read this, like bells and whistles, bells and whistles have to go off in your head. Like she's very, I wouldn't say She's very detailed, but she's detailed enough that you have to know who this is. And even her moniker with the way she signs it, you would have to know who it is. I'm not going to ask you to reveal that. That's a conversation that you and I will have off air. But I am so, so excited. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not that, I promise you. Oh I would, I would never put you in a position to, to harm you. Um, there was one part of it that I debated reading, but when I continue to read on, she made it very clear that, that this was public knowledge part of a part of what she's saying so yeah i'm i'm so entirely comfortable and good to go and and read this and have you sit in the hot seat for a little bit it's a beautiful thing 
okay. Well, before we get into all that nervousness that I have and anxiety, uh, we are here to discuss uh, a topic like we start the podcast off every time with. And, you know, I mean, AJ, me and you are both very, very uh, live on social media. I, I think we're, we're, we're pretty in tune on social media. You have, you have more followers than I do by far. But, you know, I, I got a nice, solid amount there myself. So I know my feed was inundated with just these sex dolls for like, I swear it was like a three day stretch where it was just sex doll post after sex doll post after different pose, like different busts, different sizes. AJ, what, what were your thoughts when you first started seeing all the sex doll stuff? Now, it's interesting because I know like we've been having this ongoing discussion in our in our chat group for a couple of days now. But um, the first time I saw one, I was on a page that I, I follow. It's more uh, of a meme based page and at first i saw the body and she was laying down i was like shit how long is it going to take instagram to take these off the you know like off the person's page because they don't they're not for nudity they're not for and then as i'm reading the caption it says that it's a sex i'm like what the fuck (laughs) so it's got the swipe left picture so i'm swiping left swiping left swiping left and realizing that it is not a real woman because her body was sexy but it wasn't a real woman so my comment under it after sitting there baffled for a while was like it's sexy and creepy at the same time just because of how real that it looks so i'm looking at the comments underneath the this particular um picture and, and the explanation of this is the new sex doll that's out in the market base price is two thousand two hundred dollars yada 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 it had like close to 300 comments i was like what the hell's going on right so i'm scrolling back through the comments and women are just on fire like them blood a boil like they're hot mad angry cross miserable about the fact that men are like yes i want one of those Oh, that's not real pussy. You can't get it to give you head. It's not going to ride your dick. Oh, that shit is whack. It's all fake and silicone. And brothers are coming back. Not even just black man, white man, black, like everybody I come back and I say, sorry, they're all coming back and saying like, you don't get to talk. Y'all have vibrators. Nobody complains when you guys are talking about, oh, I can only have an orgasm from a vibrator or, oh, um, it takes more than just dick to make me come or whatever the case may be. Now girls are in their feelings, like talking about, you know what I mean? About the fact that these men want these plastic dolls. It's not a real woman. And dudes are retorting with, okay, well, you guys don't suck dick or ride dick well anyway. So what's the difference? Yo, I, I'm just dying left, right and center. So this is my whole thing with it, right? Really and truly, it's a double standard for any woman to say to a man, it's okay for me to have a vibrator, but it's not okay for you to have a sex doll. When I keep it in perspective, really and truly at the end of the day, it's a sex toy like anything else. For women, we've got we've got big dicks, we've got small dicks, we've got big black cock, we've got we've got smooth rubber dick, we've got glass dick, we've got vibrating, pulsating, oscillating dick, we've got dick that's as big as your forearm, and then shit that looks like a, a lipstick bottle that you a lipstick tube that you can keep in your in your purse. You know what I mean? We've got the pocket rocket, we've got the clit liquor, we've got the clits that like we've got fucking an abundance of artificial penis. Why are women getting bent out of shape about artificial pom pom? Like they've had the pus- the pussy pocket, I think it's called forever and a day. Then I seen when they the, the the creative man made the rubber ass, 
and the rubber, rubber pom pom all in one. So if you want to do anal, if you want to fuck regular pussy, you could do either one of them, no problem. Now, now we've attached the body to it and everybody's up in arms. Oh, well, it can't cook for you and it can't do this. And it's the same fucking bitches that don't do this shit for their men anywhere. They're the ones who are complaining. I just, I, I don't get it. Ladies, keep it in perspective. It's a sex toy. You cannot tell your man that he should not have a sex doll when you have a draw full of ties and battery. That's my perspective. Well, damn. Um, yeah, I, I mean, much like yours, it, it's, would I ever buy one? Probably not. I mean, I don't even masturbate for real, for real. But, um, like, when well, that's you, a that's a, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But, um, like, when you, when I was seeing these and scrolling down and seeing, like, these are, like, whoever crafted these is an artiste. Not an artist, an artiste, and they know the the female form very well because these dolls are stacked, are stacked, and yes. not even just the body. Like they have some beautiful faces as well. Um, so in our group chat, and shout out to um the our group me, which is which is uh love lust and badass soul, which is our discussion room uh that we that we started and we've been having some good conversations in there. But you know we we of course got started talking about um the different types of sex dolls. I came across a pregnant one, which is just weird and creepy as hell. Um, there's yeah, also that was the only one that I had a real issue with. Like I was okay until I saw that one. I was like, nah, boss, nobody's here for that. Oh man, that thing just looks so creepy. But um, then the one that what you 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 can rub on its titty and have alcohol come out is that is that what what it was i don't even remember yeah it's alcohol i'm imagining you could also like for people who have you know like a breast fetish or breast milk fetish which is one of our conversations um that you can purchase breast milk on the market i I found out through our group chat um i I imagine that if, if you have like a breast fetish or breast milk fetish you could actually put breast milk in there as well again my only concern with these these apparatus much like anything else like in, and even with dildos and stuff like that is is proper cleaning because as a guy when you nut all inside of that you do realize you have to go in there and clean it out right uh, they're probably not they're probably just leaving it in there oh Ooh, god gangrene on your penis that's the only thing that's gonna happen to those individuals all kind of gangrene up in your middle oh my god ew could you imagine what that would okay and this now we're just going way left with gross that's going to smell so foul after a while because the reality is when you have that type of apparatus much like with a vibrator and ladies if you're not washing off your vibrators you're gonna get junju in your pom pom don't do that to yourself you're supposed to wash your shit the same way that you would wash your ass and your 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 dick and your and your vagina you have to wash your shit when you have a rubber silicone apparatus you need to hose it out so all that stuff comes out out of it <laughs> wow um <laughs> no i mean yeah yeah they definitely clean clean your sex dolls um but i mean to get back to it and, and to someone that's hot one like one of your if one of your guy friends one of your close friends one of your brethren said you know what i just bought one of those sex dolls because honestly i'm inviting them on the podcast them. that day I'm dying. I can't with you right now. Really? For a live and, and review. What, I was gonna say, what would he be asking? I know, and I would have all kind of question, like, like, what does it feel like? Like, does her pum pum you on the inside when you're when you're about to come? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. when women are flexing, like you're supposed to, you tighten and you clench and you quint it and you and you squeeze around the dick to make it like good for everybody involved. But when you're a guy and you're just beating up 
the walls, like however they are, they don't get smaller, they don't get bigger. They kind of just always stay the same. It doesn't really challenge you. How does it make you calm? Is it just the slippery sensation? Is like is because it doesn't grip you, obviously. Who knows? You're not to, you know, I don't even know. Oh god. Who knows? Sorry. I mean, fame fame dropped some knowledge in the in the group chat as well, saying that they they do make ones that get wet and like the, this thing is just it's blowing up. Like it's blowing up and that 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 brings me well, first I do want to comment on on the women shaming men who do buy them. Um, like you said, I mean, you, you pretty much touched on every point there is that women have had sex apparatuses and toys for generations, hundreds of years. Cleopatra, what they, she made a vibrator by putting bees in something and rubbing it on the clitoris. Like it's been mm-hmm. stuff around forever. Um, so now that men have these sex dolls, it, it, I, I guess it's rubbing some nerves with people, but guess what? I mean, it's not going to replace a woman. Like nothing can replace actual sex. Um, right. but so there's no need to feel threatened um, in, in that sense. But I mean, if, if that's going to get people through, if that's going to also stop the spread of random babies, um, mm-hmm. STDs, like you, you, you don't know. Like it, it so um, I, I, yeah, like don't shame any man who's buying them. Um, now, if he's worshiping it and just acting like he doesn't need a woman at that after that, then that's a whole nother story because they have some deep, yeah, deep rooted issues. Um, yeah. But I, I do want to talk about it. And, and, you know, I put it in the chat and I kind of just left there. I didn't really say much about it specifically because I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, an article based off the sex doll and it was how a sex doll helps with mental health. What did you think about this article, AJ? I just, like, I'm of two minds with it. Um, I think for people who are deeply introverted, um, people who are, you know, shy, people who are just getting into um, sex, people who want to explore, but they don't have anyone to explore with people, you know, for a number of different reasons. I, I think that it's a healthy use of a sex toy. And my whole thing is that people need to get it back into perspective and stop being ridiculous with it. It is a sex toy. Yes, it looks like a woman, but a silicone dick looks like what? A dick. It looks like a man's body part. You know, and and for some women, for them psychologically, they're thinking that, okay, well, you know, okay, if they're in a relationship, you know what I mean? Their go-to thought may be like, oh, so that's the type of bitch that you want to cheat on me with. Don't do that. Like all of that extra stuff is unnecessary. But for people who have mental health issues, I, I think on one hand, it's a good way for them to cross that threshold of intimacy in a safe way, in a way that's comfortable for them, in an environment that's comfortable for them. Um, there's less fear and angst around having to have conversation, you know, the, the social cue, the awkwardness of what do I do before? What do I do after? What if I want to fuck her in her ass and, and she gets mad? What if I have aggressive tendencies and she gets... So for a number of different reasons, I think that having the sex doll um, for individuals who have mental health issues is not a bad thing. Where the issue comes into play for me is when they develop an emotional or an unhealthy emotional attachment to the sex toy, in which case now they've given it more of human qualities. Um, Fame Black had mentioned something in our chat about, you know, so what if the person falls in love with their sex? It's it's not, a, it's an inanimate object. You cannot fall. And, and I'm not, you know what, I shouldn't say that because you have people who say that they're in love with their car or they're in love with their shoes or they're in love with yada, yada, yada. But when you start to attach human emotion to it, it becomes a problem because you're you're pushing your your the person is being pushed further um, out of skew in terms of their reality. Um, 
Oh, and I mean, the bad thing is this is all tied to what social norms are and what and what society is, expects and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and, and really and truly, it's, it's, it's terrible to place people into a box of what normal should be. But from a healthy mental perspective, you know, for whatever normal is, tying yourself to something that doesn't give any sort of responses mentally, emotionally or otherwise, where you and your head are conjuring up these images cannot be healthy for anybody at all because at some point you have to interact with reality and real life and then what yeah absolutely but yeah i mean so it, it it's it, it's not a replacement for people and so anyone who's looking at it in that sense like the, you have deeper rooted issues this stuff that i i'm not qualified to talk about i'm just giving my opinion on it um you can't ever use something like that to replace somebody but if you're using the sex doll like you said as a way to get over some sexual anxiety to try new things to find yourself to find what you like sexually and maybe become a better lover for when you do get a real person i i totally see the the benefit in having something like this besides just the aspect of getting off um Again, would I get a sex doll? Probably not. But for people who do, I, 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 if for if they're using them for those reasons, hats off to you. Like I, I, I can see a lot of benefit in having them. Um, for for some people, like I said, it, it's 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 just one of those things. Like I, I just I couldn't. Am- I I was so taken aback by some of the backlash that women were having. It, it was just it really blew. It really threw me for a loop. Like to be quite honest, like and so they were really really mad. Like not little mad. They were big mad. That's what I'm saying. They were wanting a fight upon everything. Like they were like angry. Even some of the comments that I read, I'm like, sis, you need to chill. And then I thought to myself, like I I, I made attempts to respond to a couple of women to tell them to like, you need to relax. It's not that serious. But then I thought, you know what, Ava Jones, don't read up on nobody period. Make them try to come take the body with you to try to cuss you and tell you you don't know nothing or start some kind of argument with you. So I left it. But you know what I mean, like I, I like to think of myself as a well-balanced person, not just a well-balanced woman. And it's just, it's just absurd. Like you cannot have the fucking double standard. Like we as women hate when men have a double standard, like, oh, we can have a threesome that's female, female, male. Fuck no, I'm not doing a threesome that's male, male, female. It's the same for women. Like you can't get mad at somebody because they want rubber pussy, even if there's a body, a silicone body attached to it. Then I'm hearing things back and, and the guys are coming back full strength. They're like, well, your breasts are fake. Your ass is fake. <laughs> your body is silicone. What are you talking about? And then I was like, you know what? Gun like how, how do you come back from that you know what i mean you have to hug that because it is true you know for if we wear weave if our nails are fake if our lashes are fake if you've had your breast done if you've been to dr miami and you know you've gotten the the, the um the platinum pump where you've gotten your your things tightened up and you've got your ass done and you've got your lips you're you're really skating on thin ice you can't tell somebody you can't then turn around and say to somebody oh you're gonna you're gonna fake you're gonna uh, fuck that fake thing um, hello. The only thing that separates you is because you're breathing. Don't be dumb. Don't get into a fight. Just it's just keep it in perspective. Like it's just so silly that, that like I said, for me my only issue is the pregnant doll because that again, that's just, just a some that's just different. That just takes that's more of a fetish thing than anything else, you know? Um, but just it's it's a sex toy. It is rubber vagina. It's it's the it's the the the, the plastic pum pum it just now has a body attached to it you know what i mean if he's at home you're not even home if he does out if he's at home jerking off to porn if he's at home fucking his sex doll to porn he's in the house 
He's not running the street. Him not looking on next girl. He's not out doing anything that he that he's not supposed to. You know where he is. Like really and truly, what is the difference? If you're not at home and this is what he's doing, which is the same thing as jerking off, except he's using an apparatus to do it. What's the problem? Like really, what's the problem? And you know what? Most people, you don't even have to worry. Like at the end of the day, who's dropping $2,000 and change? And, and I'm sure the price is going to come down as the quality of the dolls come down, like with everything else. But who is going out one time to drop $2,000 on that? Like anybody with good, reasonable sense that has bills and priorities, they're not running to the store to go spend no $2,000 on anything. True. That is a lot of money. Um, And then once we start, once we start getting, once we make it the way down to the two, three hundred dollar sex doll, it's just the, the lust is going to be worn off. because The quality is going to be so terrible. It's going to be like fucking a sock. It's going to be like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I think I think that the hype is going to die down. I think that it's 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 the newness of it. And because, you know, it, the, and that's the thing with, with social media, like one meme comes out, everybody run, runs rampant with it. When the Arthur memes came out with the little fist, everybody's running sideways with it. Um, there's one now that's running rampant with Cardi B. It's some kind of cartoon. Everybody's running rampant with it's It's like everything else. You know what I mean? Um, the hype about it will die down shortly. You know what I mean? And, and people will find something else to be mad about or something else to meme about it's just it's not that serious people need to just keep it in perspective it's not that serious wait to wait till men are able to start getting silicone penises wait for that well apparently somebody in the group sent a i think it was lee sent a picture of the silicone male sex doll i was like nah boss nobody's here for that put that back in a box and ship it back to wherever it came from well the thing the thing the thing with the male sex doll at least in my mind would be like well, I guess it's because a lot of men are lazy during sex because like you would have to straddle and ride it. You would think a dildo would be a little bit easier just because you can mm-hmm. kind of maneuver differently. Like a male sex doll is kind of I don't I don't know, this but is, I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know. This is why I love you. And it would have to be it would have to be like a vibrating penis for it to be like any sort of value and use. And you're right. If you're a woman that doesn't like to ride what what is the sex doll going to do for you? You're better off taking just, like you said, the vibrator, the deal. And I even have issue with the whole vibrating thing because then when you actually go to fuck, real dick in real life doesn't vibrate. Like, it may pulse a little bit because of the veins and what have you, but it doesn't vibrate. Like, you're tricking your vagina into thinking this is how orgasms should be stimulated, which is a lot of times why women can only have orgasms with their toy because your vagina thinks a dick is supposed to vibrate. Hello. <laughs> so when you have actual penis that doesn't vibrate, it moves in and out. It may oscillate a bit depending on how talented he is. But like, what are you? Oh, I'm not trying to be upset tonight. Like, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, we we pretty much touched on on this topic pretty pretty in depth uh, as much as I wanted to. Um, so let's 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 move on to questions before we end the podcast. Um, <laughs> are we doing the email now? Can we do the email now? <laughs> I, I, let's do the email now. I was trying to make you forget about the email, but yeah, sure. Let's let's. Edit as we're talking. Forget about it, yo. Uh... And the subject line is haze, haze, haze. How would I forget about that? Like ever, ever in life. Come on, oh man. You ready? Sure, AJ. Take it away. Breath. Okay. So this is an email that I received from uh, a young lady. That is specifically in regards to Hayes. And she tackles a couple of things. And honestly, it's quite entertaining. So here we go. <clears throat> From She Secrets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me get my good reading voice on. 
Hi, AJ. I'm addressing this specifically to you to discuss Hayes. I am lucky enough to have had a few sexual experiences with Hayes, some in high school and a few later in life. Hayes doesn't realize it, but he is an absolute beast sexually and has always been. I've heard him on the podcast talk about how in high school he really didn't know what he was doing, but I have to disagree. While he definitely improved during his adult years, He's always been great. But I'm writing this email for a few different reasons. I recently found out about Hayes' divorce and was sad to find out because I know he loved his wife dearly. I would periodically over the years hit him up hoping we would be able, hoping to be able to get close to him. And he always made sure to talk about his wife and mention how nice it was catching up. But he didn't feel it was, but he didn't feel it was disrespectful to have, oops, sorry, I got all coming. Uh, oh my gosh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, he didn't feel it was disrespectful to have a deep discussion with me. He felt it was disrespectful to have a deep discussion with me. I will admit for me, Hayes is the one that got away. He's dangerously handsome, high talented, and sexually is the only man to make me squirt. Oh, I've known Jesus. him for almost 20 years and I have to admit, do you know who it is? I think so. Keep, yeah. keep, keep okay. going. Hold on. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get it now. Um, I've known him for almost 20 years, and I have to admit, I still haven't been able to shake the feelings I have for him. He's a good guy overall, and I know the other, I know the stuff his wife put him through has definitely shaken him, even if he won't admit it. I won't get into details, but it was pretty known in the circle where we're all part of in STL, which is St. Louis, that his wife was extre- extremely dismissive of him, and there were plenty of ladies at our old church we used to attend that wanted him. So it's weird to hear Hayes say, no one wants him. I honestly think he has just programmed himself to think that to think that as a defense. I agree with her. Back to Hayes sexually. He has such a sexy dominance and power in the bedroom. I will warn any woman who has sex with Hayes that his quiet cockiness is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to sex. The way he manhandles you while somehow being gentle and sensual is amazing. His head game in capital, blood clot letters. Yes, you got one out of me for 2018. His head game in capital letters. Listen, his tongue has to have some kind of magical enchantment on it. Bow, bow, bow. That's me firing my gun because she put his head game in capitals. I will read the line again. Let's listen. His tongue has to have some magical enchantment on it. Before I end this email, I want to ask a few questions. Are you okay over there? You're breathing? Oh my God. This is the most embarrassing thing in podcast. Go, keep going. Oh okay. my God. So that is essentially the end of the, of, of, of what she has to say. And then she goes on to ask two questions. So her questions are, before I end this email, I just want to ask a couple of questions. With the current climate of sexual misconduct, how do you suggest women notice the difference between a dominant man like Hayes and a creep? Second question, have either of you ever felt like you may have been too forward in a sexual experience after it was over? I also want to thank you both for the great work you're doing on this podcast. The openness of the podcast is a big draw and will take you both far. Continue doing great work. Continue doing the great work you have. Love, Hayes's former and hopefully future Tatted Bay. Oh I need a round of, applause. round of applause. Can I get a round of applause? <laughs> Do you know who it is? I think so. I'm pretty sure I do. Um, yeah. Well, the person is all padded. Somebody that you went to church with when you were in St. Louis and somebody who still lives there. Someone that you had interactions with in high school and at the beginning of your adult years. I think I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but oh my God, that's so embarrassing. 
It's a beautiful email. That's not I, that's that, not beautiful. It was. I did the happy dance when I got this email. I was like, oh shit, for real? Like, yo, you remember when we talked okay, so for the past couple of podcasts, well, past couple of episodes we've had, women have been asking me, AJ, what's your read on Hayes in regards to XYZ? What's your take on Hayes in regards to whatever? You know what I mean? And I give my read. And 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 you know, you and I have discussed that like for the amount of time that you and I have been friends and, and for with our closeness and discussions that we have, I know you fairly, I know you really well, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But for somebody to come out and and acknowledge and completely agree with everything that's been said and take it to the next level of saying that she herself has experienced you, you have devil dick, which I tell you to stop giving out to the girls, and you got that fire tongue, you need to tone it down because you mud people head and have people writing in emails. <laughs> like, when you turn around and say to me, nobody wants you, this is why I want to beat your skin for you. Yeah, lost. This is exactly, I'm like, take that shit out of your freaking DM. Take that shit, that post off your page. For real? So now it's not just me like, oh, you know, AJ, you're just being nice because you're like my sister girl. Oh, AJ, it's just because you love me while you're sleeping. Nah, boss. Nah, boss. Do you, oh. Did you hear? This person is talking about 20 years after the fact. She still remembers the good dick. And this is when you said, oh, well, you didn't, you didn't, like, you know, you didn't know what you're doing. Yo, Bradrian, did you hear her? Did you hear the way he manhandles and still remains gentle? You need to write, like, you need to write some instructional manuals because she's gay. Whatever you do in there, she is very impressed with. (laughs) 20 years after and the shit is still tingling, that's gonna be like fucking record. Your dick skills, your tongue, you're on lock. You're on lock. Oh, Trust me, the question is gonna be like, so Hayes, what did you do? Like, what's your technique? <laughs> what skills? I want a bitch to remember me 20 years after the fact. What's going on? Oh like, my god, this is hilarious. <laughs> oh man. But oh. for whatever you I told you, stop giving out that good, good. What did your dad say to you? You can't give her all the dick. But you ain't wanna listen. <laughs> Your wife years after the fact. You better tell your dad thank you for that advice. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So whoever oh. you are, added Bay, um, she thank you very much for the email. This was this was this was beautiful and very, very eye opening. <laughs> oh my much- god. Oh man. How long have you been sitting on that? Um, honestly, about three days. And if you ever know how it's been killing me, because I'm like, we please hurry up and record. I need to I can't keep this to myself. Yo, I had to send it to myself and mark it as unread so I wouldn't keep going back to read it because I was just. It was so bad. My daughter was trying to talk to me and I I wasn't even paying it. She's like, Mom, I'm like, Ashanti, I can't even talk to you right now. Like, you don't even understand. Oh, oh man! Oh wait, 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 wait! I'm still processing this. Okay, okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So, oh man! 
Okay, never mind. Because we're just gonna move on to the questions. Like I'm, I don't even know how to respond to this. Um, thank you for the email. Whoever sent it. Um, I I mean I'm. And that's it. Walk off the stage. Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm 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 ha- I'm happy that I that I could be memorable. That's that's all I can say to that. Mm-hmm. The magical enchanted tongue coming like one magic <laughs> wand. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Sorry. Well, at least we found the ep- the name to this episode, the magical enchanted tongue. But oh my god, yes. that that is hilarious! Yes. Oh yeah, man! She, she, whatever it is that you did with to her, with her for her from high school to the beginning of your adult years, um, she's yeah. It it registered on a thousand for her and stayed with her. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, so let's let's tackle the questions that she asked. Okay. Um, they're both very important questions. So the, the first one she asks is, with the current climate of sexual misconduct, how do you suggest women notice the difference between a, a dominant man, a dominant man like Hayes, and a creep? <laughs> so, oh. um, I know that I had talked with, uh, I had spoken with somebody else about this and, and the fact that really and truly in this day and age you almost have to ask things like is it okay for me to kiss you is it okay for me to hold your hand and and i and i chuckle because i can't believe that we've gone so far that you can't make an attempt to kiss somebody be rejected and try again that's what people do you know what i mean it's like saying that if you if you if your passion and maybe this is a bad analogy but i'm gonna i'm gonna use it anyways if your passion is dance you know, I'll use a better analogy. When Whitney Houston first started singing, her mom was like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. You sound like a bag of cats screeching and sent her down to the basement to practice, practice, practice. She'd come back to her mom and sing a song. And her mom's like, mm, nah, go back and practice some more. And she practiced, practice, practice. And she come back to her mom and her mom was like, you're improving. And, and, and just that little bit of you're improving propelled her to continue to try and strive for greatness if she had given up the first time her mom said nah she would have never been Whitney Houston and nobody would have known who she is and again maybe that's a bad analogy but I, but I use that to say that dating is built on the premise that if you try the first time and it kind of doesn't work out you try again not to say you push it to the point of being completely aggressive with the person and holding them up against the wall against their will and sucking their tongue out of their face I'm not talking about that I'm talking about if he makes an attempt to kiss and you're like yeah not so sure don't play games if you want the man to kiss you and he leans in to kiss you, kiss him back. Don't that bu- do that bullshit about, okay, well, I'm going to pull away and maybe if he tries again, then I'll kiss him the second time. Don't do it. Women are sending mixed signals that are getting men fucked up and men are getting themselves in trouble because they don't know when to not try. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right about that. It's it's that the game playing is, is what is causing a lot. and Not all of it, but it, it's leaving a lot of room for uh, miscommunication and signals to be crossed. Like, it's already hard enough, I feel, to sometimes read somebody, especially, like, if it's if it's your first time kissing them, it's your first time trying to be intimate. It's, it, like, it takes a while to learn a person. And th- those games, um, it, it, it kind of, it, it blurs those lines even more. And it's, it's not, it's not pretty. Like, especially nowadays, it's not pretty at all. It isn't. And I mean, I think like a dominant man will respect your wishes, but may still try to push the boundaries a little bit because of his desire for you, because of the way that he's feeling you, because he likes you, because he wants to not necessarily get to a deeper sexual level, but he wants to experience your energy on a different level. Right. Um, 
you just have to be aware like you you know when somebody's being a total creep like they just give off rapist energy left right and center and they just give off creep vibe and i know that we've had these discussions about rape culture and you know sometimes a woman just gives you the pussy because she doesn't want to be bothered and and for the fear that you may or may not rape her and she doesn't want hassle and she'll just give it to you and then never call you again as much as you may be putting yourself at risk you think like if it's that dangerous dangerous of a situation as much as you may be putting yourself in harm's way to get raped chances are that the person's not going to rape you they may be a little bit aggressive but don't like also don't give in and then turn around and say well yeah you were too aggressive with me i don't want to talk to you again like it's, it's almost like you can't you can't do self-preservation and then cry wolf like it just those, those two things don't go hand in hand if you consented it's consensual you may regret it after it doesn't change the fact that it was consensual you know Again, sorry, like I digress. And and maybe that's a different conversation that we need to have at a different time about those mixed messages and mixed signals and and how to how to play dating the dating game fairly so nobody gets hurt. Um, But but noticing the signals, like I said, a, a dominant man, a gentleman, you know, somebody who is good and decent and as much as they want you, they're going to push the, the limits because it's what we do as people. When we're kids, we touch the hot stove, our mom slaps our hands, we still go back and touch the hot stove. It's in our nature to push boundaries and to push limits. It's, it's, the, it's what we were designed for. It's, it's how we're built. Um, but a dominant man, a comfortable and confident and secure man, a man who's willing to wait may try a second time, but if you tell him no, he's just going to stop. Somebody who's creepy is going to continue to force the issue and try to slide and and try to do it on the slide. So, you know, they put their hand on your lap and they, and their hand rests really close to your, your pussy on the outside of your clothes. You move their hand. They're like, okay, she doesn't want me to touch her. You know, then five minutes later, he'll put his arm around you and squeeze your shoulder close to your breast and you move his hand. And he's like, okay, she doesn't want me to. And then he'll continue trying like every, that's a creep. That is somebody who is taking it entirely too far because if, when the rejection is firm the first time and he comes back with a different tactic. Yeah. That's a creep. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, seriously okay i'm still i'm still processing i'm gonna be processing this for the next 24 hours um nonetheless (laughs) um but yeah i mean yeah a dominant man knows how to assert his dominance without necessarily making you feel like you're a piece of meat like it's it's a way that you carry yourself it's a way that you know you exude confidence but you don't have to you can be confident without putting anyone in a bad mind space and you're also aware of of your presence and how that can be at least speaking speaking for me um so you also know when to back off like aj said i think any any man who respects you um and isn't he, he may that, that's the thing and i always say i can show you that i want you without saying that i have to have you so i, I guess that that's that's the difference is that i can make you very well that i'm highly attracted to you that i may want you but at the same time put you in a mind place where you know okay but he's not going to try anything if i don't want to try it and um it it, it, it's it's a it's a thin line that you have to walk and you have to know how to do and especially like i said um i kind of when i thought about this i kind of concentrated on first time meetings or first time being alone or even if it's the first couple of times you have to figure out that balance you have to read each other and someone who's not just a creep is going to actually be trying to learn your cues rather than just be focused on the pussy basically is the is the best way i could put it absolutely you're absolutely right yeah and the thing is never let it be misconstrued that you know someone's desire for you gives them the right to force your hand 
but also don't give in because you feel like your hand is trying to be forced. If, if your no is really a no, don't compromise that. Exactly. Don't compromise that for anyone. Um, and, you know, I, I said this in Little Wake and Soul, too. I'm, I'm, I'm calling for men to be more aware um, of things like that in 20, in 2018, because, you know, I mean, you hear what's going on. You hear about the world and, you know, women are, are even much more aware and trying to 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 watch out for stuff like that like men let's be men like let let's 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 protect our women that that's that's all i can say let's make our women feel safe yes absolutely all right what is the next question from the email next question is have either of you felt like you may have been too forward in a sexual experience after it was over um i mean i can say not really too forward in the sexual experience i think that I've pushed the boundaries that time. Like I talked about on the choking episode, I, I do enjoy choking. So, um, yes. but, so there was a time where I was in a sexual experience and, and the, the young lady liked choking as well. Um, and she just kept telling me to choke her harder. And I don't know my strength sometimes. And afterwards I kind of felt like, Lord, did I almost kill her? She didn't say anything, but I felt I felt a little weird, a little weird for a minute because I swear I felt like I was murdering her. Like it was like I was I was I was a few seconds away from it from winding up on an episode of SVU. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man, it's it's nothing, and it's nothing more scary than when you choke the hell out of a woman. A, but again, I want to, I want to. She asked me to, but like, she orgasms during that, and like, you don't know if she's like flowing from the orgasm or moving around because she legitimately can't breathe. with um any sort of asphyxiation like yeah you're you you run the risk because like you said you just never know how much is too much um and when you're in the throes of having an orgasm and you're being choked like honestly you lose sense you really as a woman on the receiving end you do you lose sense because the orgasm comes like intense and then somewhere in between while it's happening you actually register in your brain like i can't breathe right now like <laughs> what I ask him to let go and stop the orgasm. Do I just kind of ride this out? And, you know, if I pass out, I pass out. Hopefully he knows CPR and he'll revive me. Like, ah, it's, ah, the struggle is real. Oh, wait, I have a funny story. I'm sorry. I have to tell this story because I didn't share. And I thought about it listening back to the choking episode and I didn't mention it. But I there was one one situation that this has ever happened to me in in which a young lady was riding me. And choked my ass, and I was oh. like, "Yeah, like." But I went with it because I was like, "This is weird," um, and I didn't know if she was trying to choke me or if it was just like from the like she was enjoying herself so much that it just kind of happened. But yeah, like, and yeah. after, and like after the fact, after she had an orgasm, and after she got done choking my ass, I was thinking to myself, like, "What the? F- what now? This is what it feels like to be on the other side of this." Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I had to share that. <laughs> no, that's a great story. That's an actual great story. Oh my gosh. Um, for me personally, I, I, I've been trying to think of if I've ever, 
<laughs> force someone's dick to get hard and make them have sex with me. Um, I, I don't know that I've, yeah, I, I can't think, I, I'm, I might have to like come back because I've been giving it thought and I can't come up with a, a scenario where maybe I have pushed it too far or maybe made the person feel like they had to go further than they wanted to. Yeah, I, I don't think I, is, I don't think I have is, one for that. This is coming from the person who just on the last episode told a story in which they kind of made a bisexual threesome happen. So I'm pretty sure you got a story somewhere in there, AJ. It's going to come to you at some point. Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to come to me. I think, you know what, If you're right. If, if it had to be anything, it was probably that one. But even again, like, he, he didn't leave. <laughs> he didn't say no. Well, there you so, go. I mean... Do I take for that? Like, I think, if anything, I gave him, like, a healthy platform to explore in a way that he might not otherwise have been able to. You know what? No, okay, I do. I'm, I'm lying to you. I tried to... <laughs> I tried to get someone um, that I, I would have... Like, we would have... He, he's great for when I'm in between sessions and I need something, like, really good. Um, he's my go-to, kind of. Um, I tried to get him to let me... <laughs> penetrate <laughs> oh here you go with that pegging shit Sorry, honest, for real and we like i tried to like like i, I remember <laughs> i remember late he's laying on his stomach <laughs> and i remember i got up and i i laid on top of him so i was laying on his back and like i was rubbing his back rubbing his shoulders working my hands down massaging his sides and then you know kind of positioning my hands underneath myself to his ass and then I <laughs> start to move my hands towards the middle and he's like the fuck are you doing <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you doing I'm like nothing I'm giving you a massage <laughs> AJ you're a creep like you are a straight up creep you know why because he has such a fear of it and he's like fuck no you know what i mean like he's that like you can't convince him about nothing where his ass or his asshole is concerned like in any way shape or form but because i'm a jerk and i like to play with him like this one time i actually tried to force it and so it was kind of hard for him to wiggle the way that we were positioned and how i was like holding him and, and how i was laying on top of him um but he eventually shook me off you know i'm like why are you being like that? And I'm having like this angry conversation with him. Why are you being like that? Let me just like, just a little bit. You know what I mean? That's where the man's G spot is supposed to be. Like I, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pressuring him, like beating him up. And he's standing there. Now he's, he's about six, three. And if anyone who's seen me, like I'm not the tallest person on the planet. I'm not the biggest person on the planet either. Um, and he's looking at me like, is this bitch serious? And he's like, no, what part of no, do you not understand? No. And honestly, for a good five, maybe 10 minutes, I tried to browbeat this man and convince him that he wanted to do this. Now that makes me a total creep. And that type of thing is absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Am I going to say I didn't enjoy the pushback? I did because I have problems and I'm a jerk sometimes. Um, but that's one scenario I can think of where I should have respected his no. And I just wasn't trying to hear it. Like I wanted him to give in to me. I did. I really did. Mm, 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 mm. 
Oh. We are really two peas in a pod. Like that, I'll just leave that at that. <laughs> what a duo! Like <laughs> that came together for this podcast. Um, that's I crazy. I feel like we're pinky in the brain, and we switch periodically back and forth between who's pinky and who's the brain. Like one has the master plan, and one does the like the the, the backup work, and then the other has the master plan, and, and the other person is like we're crazy. Yeah, all the way for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and people are enjoying it. Um, so we got two more questions that I'm gonna present, and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. So the so since and I'm still wrapping my head around this email. That's, that's embarrassing. Um, but since we had a whole email talking about me, um, I'm gonna pull one of these questions out that were submitted about you. Um, because I'm sure we'll get like God knows next time we'll get like a video confession about something to do with me because this it's just getting out of hand. But nonetheless, um. AJ, what makes you feel sexy and when did you become comfortable being a sexual person? Um, I think I'll go backwards on it. I am um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh when did I become comfortable? Um honestly, okay. So I'll, t- I'll tell yet again I have a funny story. Well, it's not a funny story, but it's a story. Um when I was I was 15 you know back when old school hip-hop was big and they had like you know the rappers and the dance groups and and you know so i'm gonna give you a bit of my history um i used to dance uh for a toronto-based hip-hop group myself and my best friend there were two female mcs and we had our our dj we did a number of shows and, and all that kind of stuff and i went through this phase of uh feeling like the ugly duckling because I've always been a thick girl. Um, I went through a phase of just not really eating and, and and being stressed. I lost a bunch of weights. I think I got down to like, so I'm five foot six. I got down to about 140 pounds. I looked sickly, like it was just crazy, you know, and, and trying to find the balance between <clears throat> being um, a bigger girl and, and being comfortable and loving myself and coming from a, a family of smaller sized women and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I went through this ugly duckling phase um so i don't know i I gotta show you a picture of my if i can find it a picture of my my hair was down to the middle of my back my natural hair because i'd never permed or processed my hair and i decided to cut my hair off one day and fortunately at that time girls rocking like the high top fade or a short fro like it was cool it was the end thing and what have you um so i cut off all my hair i started to wear like more um baggy clothes and boy clothes and like you know girl suits were in at the time because when you're a hip-hop dancer like you could get away with the big you know sweatshirt and the the biking shorts (laughs) and the, the high tops and all that kind of stuff um and i remember at the time um we were um so there's a canadian hip-hop artist here who's well known his name is maestro fresh west so we were all at the studio with mice when he was recording his album um there were a couple of guys that were from another hip-hop group that were um based out of brooklyn they were up doing some music production with them anyway sorry this is a really long story so i'm in the in the we're there and everybody's hanging around out there's like a group of 20 of us or whatever the case may be and one of the one of the guys that was from um new york he and i started talking and we started vibing and everything was cool and at the end of the night we exchanged numbers um he was there with his brother i i actually was feeling his brother but his brother is a snob and because i look so boyish he wouldn't look at me he wouldn't talk to me whatever so anyways kevin and i exchanged numbers we maintained contact everything was cool so this was the the this maybe the second year of my ugly duckling phase year three now um i decide that you know what i need to come out of this and i need to like come out of my shell because like you're you're performing on stage people want to talk to you people want to know who you are la 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 so the first show that we did in my third year 
um, I had designed these jumpsuits, uh, like rompers that were very fitted. It showed all of my curves. Um, you know, I have, I guess, essentially more of like an hourglass shape. Anyway, sorry. Um, and so we did this performance and I went out on stage and I danced and, and Kevin and his brother happened to be at the show. They were in, in town and Kevin came over and he gave me a big hug. I hadn't seen him for a while. Um, and we were talking this, that, and the third. So Sean comes up and Sean's like, who's that? And he's like, that's Ava. And he's like, what? Yes, I just said my real name. Um, and then, so he says, you know, and he's like, how come she looks so different? He's like, I don't know. So somewhere in that time frame, I blossomed, you know, and, and, um, it was through having conversations with another person who was like my body size and, and just having conversation with her about what she went through and her learning experiences, um, you know, and, and her telling me, and I always remember this, she's like, you have to love your body because it's yours unless you do something to change it, you know, and there's nothing wrong with you. It's your body. You have to love it. You have to be comfortable with yourself because until you're comfortable with yourself and you accept yourself, no one else is going to. And that's something that's stuck with me over the years. It's something that I've, I've, you know, preached in the plus size community, um, you know, with different models that I've worked with, with, you know, being all over the U.S., being in New York, being in Texas, being like all over the place, being in the Caribbean and, and working with different women of different, um, primarily plus size women. Um, and then when I had my daughter, because I knew that she was going to be tall like her dad, because he's six foot, their dad is six foot four, but I knew that she was going to be built like me, you know, and, and there was no two ways about it. You're going to get teased. You're going to get taunted. People aren't going to like you because you're not a size two. Um, and, and that's okay. Like you, you know, you find that place of comfort and of loving yourself, knowing that, you know, like the internal things, like you've got a good heart, you're a good person. People will gravitate towards you, yada, yada, yada. So, sorry, very, very long explanation. But somewhere in my early 20s, I went from being the ugly duckling to being the swan. Um, and honestly, when you start to embrace what your body is and you start to love your body for what your body is, it, it sheds a weight off of you in a way like nothing else will. Stop allowing, you know, when you stop allowing people to, to define what your standard of beauty is or what the world standard of beauty is, it sheds a huge weight off your shoulders. You hear things like, you know, oh, big girls can't wear crop tops. Why the fuck not? Who, who does it offend? Oh, big girls can't wear bathing suits or two-piece bathing suits. Why the fuck not? Who does it offend? You know, and you almost have to think about it on a global scale. Okay, so if you feel like you're sexy and you're beautiful, who is that really offending? And why does their standard of what sexy and beautiful is matter to you? And and that's where I, I kind of like stuck with it. And like I said, in my early 20s from having that conversation with Motion um, and her telling me like, you know, what her experiences were as she was growing up and, and teaching me that it's okay. Like, you know, yes, you're a thicker girl. Yes, you're a bigger girl. Yes, your dance partner is smaller. Yes, she, more, she may get um, more attention because of her body, but that doesn't change the fact that you're not beautiful and that you shouldn't be appreciated and that you shouldn't be celebrated because you're thick or because you're you're bigger or whatever the case may be um it's important to i think as as women not just as women as, as men as well who maybe like a little bit heavier set or whatever or not as comfortable with themselves sexually or their sexuality um if you can find somebody that you trust enough to talk to that will give you good solid answers and good solid perspective um, it's, it's good to have somebody like that in your corner that's going to support you and like not in a false sort of way, they'll, they'll give you the real and whatever, but they'll support you and encourage you and, and let you know that um, you're worthy and you're, you're valuable regardless of whatever. After I got that lesson from um, Motion and I, I really and truly embraced it, like you couldn't tell me nothing about myself. 
like you couldn't tell me nothing like i thought i i still think i'm the shit but then like you couldn't tell me nothing nothing sorry i was really long on that oh no you're fine i mean that's that's what they they our listeners love hearing your stories they love hearing you talk but that's that's a a very good personal and meaningful story like yeah i mean you have to be comfortable in your own body once you're comfortable in yourself all the other stuff kind of falls in line so but i know that question was presented to you so that was great answer great answer um I would say something else, sorry, just in, in that sort of vein. And it's really interesting because I saw this meme that I, I really, really appreciate and I, I want to repost it in a, in a different kind of way. Um, you have women and some men as well who may be bigger in size. And so when you see their pictures on Instagram or you see their pictures on social media, you see them from the shoulders up. It is 2018. Cut that shit out. Take a full body picture and post that shit. Be proud of who you are. If someone is going to love you, let them love you from top to bottom. Don't try to trick anybody into loving you because you're pretty from the neck up or you're handsome from the neck up. Give people all of you. Give people the real you and let people embrace and love you for who you are. Don't start off relationships and interactions on a falsehood or a fallacy or a fantasy of what you may look like from the neck down. Let people see who you are and let them love you. Because if if they're going to love you for who you are, at least then you know know it's genuine and sincere and it's not built on a oh i thought you looked like yeah yeah i mean the neck the neck up pictures here like you said let's let's stop that in in 2018 um because that's that bullshit um and i've said that i've said that before is like embrace your body like don't be ashamed of anything anything either that or change it go work out like make the make the effort to change it if you're not happy with it but don't feel like you gotta hide anything um yeah, you're absolutely yeah you're absolutely right absolutely right all right so we, yeah that was it was a great question great answer as well um so uh the next question is and this this is a good one this is a, a good one to end it on because i'm sure we're gonna have good answers for this one is have you ever had to rebuild trust or repair a relationship with someone after you hurt them or they hurt you how did you go about doing so I think I'm gonna let you take this one first because my answer was just so long-winded. I need a minute to think. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, as far as rebuilding, re- rebuilding trust can be a very difficult thing, and that's just not in romantic relationships. It's in friendships. Like if you lose mm-hmm. someone's trust, like I, speaking for me, um, because I, I've said this before in the podcast, I believe too, is that I don't really feel I don't have friends. Like I have people who um become family to me like legitimately anyone who becomes close to me is like family i don't like look at acquaintances and and all that like you're you're my family i would do almost anything for you once you come in my life and that's all built around trust like i'm i'm extremely dry with people i don't trust so like once i let you in you have my complete and utter trust if that trust is broken it's been very few people who've been able to rebuild trust with me after they broke it um and like and on the on the flip side like i i hold people's trust dear 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 to my heart like once because i know how i feel about it so i try never to break anyone's trust if i do i'm extremely apologetic about it um that's the first thing is that the person realizing and are you realizing what you did like acknowledging what you did admitting what you did and then take the necessary steps um to try to rebuild that um you it's communication because you have to uh be empathetic to the fact that you did betray that person's trust um and then you can never 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 
let it happen again and and to get bring it back to relationships which is what we talk about a lot on this podcast if you cheat on someone um if you lie to them and they find out like that's that's a hard thing and 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 if they don't act like it's a big deal then you guys have way bigger problems than what you even realize but like it's 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 trust is just such a fundamental thing and i've seen people who've had great great relationships and the moment that trust is broken it can never go back the same like for a lot of people like it can be mended it's kind of like when when you mend wood um you you kind of always see where where broke at and it's never quite as strong in that in that area again um trust is just yeah trust is a difficult thing man to and to say how do you rebuild it i don't i I don't know if i think trust is ever fully rebuilt if it's if it's broken like that what do you think aj i i absolutely concur with you i'm sitting here running through um relationship scenarios built on trust. Trust is integral. You know, trust, trust is the underlying, it's just the basis of everything. You know, like when you're communicating, when you're being intimate, when you're, um, it's just, it's just everything, you know, like you communicate with people based on trust. You're intimate with people based on trust. Some of it, you're intimate with them just for the the pleasure of it, but you still have to trust that person to a certain degree. You know, Um, it's, it's, it's integral in, in every type of interaction. Like you said, whether it's familial or whether it's an intimate relationship. Um, have I ever broken anyone's trust? Um, I would say, I want to say yes. You know what? I, yeah, I'm going to, I'll take ownership for it. I, I was going to say that I, I, I there was a, a factor to the scenario that I, I was not aware of, but, but even still, I, I, I know, I knew one of the two people well enough to know I should have known. Um, and yeah, I, I, I broke her trust. Um, when I tried to mend fences with her and, and explain my side of things to her, she just was not. And this was somebody who was very important to me. She was like a sister to me. Um, and of course, this was centered over a man. The, the, for me, I was going to say the part of it is that I didn't know that he was additionally talking to her. But when I think back about it, I should have known. And, and, and I, I could have paid better attention to it. I just didn't want to at the time. Um, I can say that years later, I think if you had asked me then, no, I, I would have been like, no, I didn't know it's, it's, you know, it's not my fault, da, da, da. but I, I do have to take ownership for that because I know her really well. And if I'd paid attention to the cues, I would have known what was going on. Um, but yeah, there, there was no, she felt like I betrayed her. And, and however I want to try to justify that and say that I didn't, she's valid in her feelings, you know, and I, and I can't take that. I, I can't take that away from her, not even now. Um, and it was, it's really interesting. Like it took almost two years for us to speak again and we became cordial. We became, we were cool, but things never went back to the way that it was. Um, and I honestly, I commend people who come back from relationships where they know that their person has cheated on them and they work really hard to get back on track and, and to build a stronger foundation. Um, which personally, I think it's odd because like you said, once, once that, once something has been broken, it, it's always going to be vulnerable in that one spot. Um, and I really and truly don't believe that anybody that says, oh, well, I've forgotten about it. I've forgiven them or forgiven her. We've moved on it. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, you cannot, cannot tell me that it doesn't sit in the back of your mind like that little grain of sand that you always feel in your shoe. And no matter how much or that little pebble, no matter how much you try to take it out of your shoe, it's still there. And sometimes you're like, fuck it. It rolls to the front near your toe. You can feel it, but it's not bothering you. It's, it's always there. 
you may continue like like the shoe. You keep wearing the shoe. You walk in it. You run in it. You, you dance. You sing. You whatever. But the pebble is always stuck there. You just kind of quietly forget about it. But you know that it's there. Um, I just don't think that there's ever, you never get back to 100. It's impossible. And anybody who tries to convince me otherwise, I'm going to be staunch on this. It is impossible to get back to 100. You may end up staying with a person for years and years and, and continue on in life in a happy way. But you know what? When you call him and he doesn't answer the phone for that five seconds or he has to call you back or he rejects your call, that pebble will roll to the back of your heel where you can feel it on full strength. When you message her and she doesn't get back to you right away and you know it's in, within a time frame where she sh- she should be able to, that pebble is going to roll to the back of your heel and you're going to feel it full strength. It ends up being nothing and, and the person was just tied up or their meeting ran a little bit longer and they took lunch a little bit later or you know she her hands were full and she couldn't get her phone but she's putting the groceries in the car, whatever the case may be and it ends up being nothing but it's it's still always there you never get back to 100 i do agree with you and and you should apologize when you've wronged a person regardless of what it is you have to apologize from a genuine and sincere place you have to recognize what it is that you've done wrong and take ownership for that don't try to put the blame on the person and say oh well you weren't paying attention to me you weren't because you could have communicated with the person you could have talked to them you could have tried to work out solutions you could have figured out something else instead of like you know stepping outside of your relationship so you have to take ownership for that you can't victimize the person for what you did um and and try to stay the course you know what i mean like commit to the things that you say that you're going to work on in terms of trying to fix the relationship and get back to where you you were supposed to be or where you want to be if you know what the issues are work on the issues together don't just sweep them under the carpet don't dismiss the other person's feelings because you can't be bothered to deal with it or you're so angry or you're so caught up with your own feelings that you're not hearing the person you know you have to be able to um meet on middle ground and and both be willing to work on that situation there's always cause and effect i don't believe like sometimes i think people believe sorry i I believe like maybe 10 percent of the population cheat because they're greedy and the other 90 percent of the population cheat because they're missing something i agree with that I agree with that. It, it, it's it's such and this is this is something that we can almost this could have been its own discussion topic um, for the podcast. But cheating is just such a, a it's such a hard thing to come back from. Um, I would imagine like it's just like especially like in a regular in a just a girlfriend boyfriend whatever relationship it's hard. But like in a marriage, I can imagine it being a hundred times harder because at that point, like at least in my head, once you marry someone, you're submitting to your love for that person. Mm-hmm. You're fully saying, I, I trust you. Whatever else we've been through, I trust you. And for that level of commitment to be broken, like just mm-hmm. me trying to wrap my head around how you fix that. It, it's it just I can't even like. Like you said, because like the, the when you know that person is supposed to be at home and you call and they're not at home, the first thing is going to go through your mind is, "What okay. the fuck?" Like and it, mm-hmm. and, and as the as the as the cheater, it would be unfair of you to then be like, "Hey, babe, I'm I I was just like I was doing this, like get over it." Like and I think a right. lot of people think that like after the fact because maybe they know in themselves, "I'm not cheating now. I fixed that." And then they just react that way. But you have to think, put your person, your, your yourself in that person's shoes. Your response of just being like, come on now, chill, could completely throw them for a loop. Like it takes such a level of unselfishness to try to mend a cheating situation. Like I said, it's just, yeah. I, I man, I couldn't even imagine. 
And, and there's two sides to it too. It's like, okay, you know, I wronged you, you know, so Hayes, you and I are together. Um, I wronged you, you know, the, the confessions have happened. I said, uh, you know, I love you, never going to do it again. And I'm working really hard to, to make sure that you and I are good, you know, and you call me, I don't answer the phone in a timely manner or whatever. And you're like, where the fuck were you? I'm like, you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> I was busy. I just didn't get a chance to, to answer you. And you're like, oh, well, you know, how do I know you weren't with somebody else? And I'm like, you know, I give you all the reinforcements. I, I let you know that I am committed to fixing this. Yes, I fucked up and, and whatever the case may be. And and my whole thing on the flip side of that is don't persecute the person for the rest of their life because of it. If you said yes and you've accepted their truths and you've accepted their apology and you've accepted that that you are their focus and they are rekindled and they are renewed and and all they want to do is continue to build a life with you and it was a, it was a horrible mistake that they that they made and they're never going to do it again, don't continue to persecute them for it because then that's not healthy either and you're not moving forward and you truly haven't forgiven the person. And that pebble is no longer a pebble, it's a rocks to it in the back of your shoe, knocking against your heel and making you uncomfortable all the time. You know, you have to choose to grind that down to be the little tiny pebble by your toe and live with that if, if that's what you choose. Don't choose to stay because you feel like now you want to punish the person for the rest of your life. If you're staying after the offense has been committed, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it because you're trying to make the other person's life miserable. That's not okay. And that I can't condone either. Yeah, and I think a lot of people look at forgiveness like you're doing it for that person. Really, forgiveness is for you. Like when you forgive somebody, it's for you. It's you letting go or choosing to let go of all that frustration, all that self-doubt, all that doubt in the other person, all that fear. It's it's to ease it on on you really. I mean, yes, that person the other person gets benefits from that as well, but true true forgiveness, I feel is like it, it's it's for yourself. Yes, you're right. Well, that was that was a deep one. Uh, this we, th- this podcast, like we've we've gone all over the place uh, today, which is what makes us so great, AJ. Um, <laughs> I, I still don't understand that email, but nonetheless, uh, AJ, uh, anything left before we tell our beautiful listeners good night? Um, I just want to say that I, I really appreciate um, our following and and everybody who's gotten on board with Love Less and Bad Out Soul. Um, you guys are the fuel for what we do and and um we are very appreciative of you i'm very appreciative of you um we have a instagram page um llbas if you want to follow us um we also have a new discussion group on is it called group me yes ma'am Okay, which Hayes will give you more information about because I don't know the link and how to get there, but it's actually cool. We talk, we tackle you know different subjects. Hayes and I try to throw out um, different topics or questions for people to kind of you know be provoked and thought about. Um, we are also on Twitter. You can follow us at Love Lust and BIS. Um, very appreciative of the questions that have been coming into our email um, address. If you want to email us any questions, um, it may take us a little bit of time to get to you just based on the number of questions that we, we get asked, but we will definitely, definitely answer any question that you send us. Uh, our email address is lovelustmbas at yahoo.com. I of course am on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. Um, yeah. And if you ever want to tag us, uh, you can tag us at hashtag LLBAS. And I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. As far as the, the group me for the discussions, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. Um, 
and I'll, and I'll do that going forward just for anyone who wants to join. Uh, we have some good discussions there. I, we've had it up for a couple of days now, and already we've had some some really good discussions on a few things. And you know, we'll be bringing some of that over to the podcast as well as, as we continue to, to grow there um, like we've grown basically everywhere else. So, yeah, definitely check us out at those places AJ um promoted you can follow me at ceo hayes on twitter um if i'm on the social media platform more than likely it's at ceo hayes uh if, if it's not private um so yeah definitely look out for me there uh this has been love lust and badass soul like i said before we love each and every one of you guys we're so appreciative of how this podcast has grown in such a short amount of time we're going to continue to deliver nothing but the hits here <laughs> so yeah aj <laughs> <laughs> AJ, thank you oh, again. Wait, and if you write a review, what is it? The Google reviews? I'm so sorry. I'm really bad with this particular part. The iTunes review. It, so, yes, that. Yeah, so iTunes reviews. Leave us iTunes reviews. Um, once we hit. 10 iTunes reviews. I'm going to pick a random person out of the reviewers. I'll, I have a, like a little program to, to make it randomized so I'm not picking favorites. And they will get a Love, Lust, and Badass Soul shirt. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Excellent. <laughs> well, good night, people. I AJ. Enjoyed this. I'm sorry the email was painful, but I love oh, you for man. being a good Thank you. The Enchanted Tongue is out. <laughs> good night. <laughs> That's, that's the title, The Enchanted Tongue. I love it. <laughs> She's my sunshine in the rain. My Tylenol when I'm in pain, yeah. Let me tell you what she means to me. Like a tall glass of lemonade. When it's burning hot on summer days. She's exactly what I need. She's soothing like the ocean rushing on the sand She takes care of me, baby And she helps me be a better man She's so beautiful Sometimes I stop to close my eyes She's exactly what I need She's my smile when I'm feeling blue She's my good night's sleep when the day is through, yeah Let me tell you what she means to me She's kinda like this Kinda like the feeling after your first kiss Except that every day she makes me feel like this She's exactly what I need Oh yeah She's soothing like the ocean rushing on the sand She takes care of me, baby She helps me be a better man She's so beautiful Sometimes I stop to close my eyes She's exactly what I need Ocean rushing on the sand She takes care of me, baby She helps me be a better man She's so beautiful Sometimes I stop to close my eyes She's exactly what I need
She's exactly 